Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 790. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Feb 14. 50 degrees on this Valentine's Day in 1882. Was there Valentine's Day in 1882, I wonder? Mm. I don't know. And 25 below in 1875. Happy Valentine's Day. Okay, you get one more. And now, one more. From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Souchere. I forgot to look this guy up. Who that? Look up Representative Thomas Massey. M-A-S-S-I-E. Got it. I meant to do that before the show. Uh, Jordy alerted me to a tweet he issued. I I normally don't favor tweets, but this is so right on the money, I thought I'd mention it. T-H-O-M-A-S? Yeah. Representative Thomas Massey. Where's he from? Right, I'm on it. Shouldn't take too long. Nope. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to go here. We're going to go people. Uh, okay. Uh, you got to be kidding me. There's about 7 million Thomas Massey's. Well, no, no, man. Oh. No, 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 no. All you have to do is mention it three minutes before the show starts. I know. I blew it. Well, anyway, his tweet is, every time they get something completely wrong about COVID, they told you science changes. But with respect to climate change, they'll tell you the science is settled. Hold on. Because I didn't know that was coming. There we go. Happy Valentine's Day. I can't believe you couldn't tell me where the guy's from. I can't believe you didn't tell me that we were doing this when we just started the show 60 seconds ago. Neither one of us have any idea what you're going to talk about. GLers don't know this. I found him. You do not share show prep at all. I do a bunch of show prep. Reavers does a bunch of show prep. But you never tell us. Uh, He is a United States representative. Out of Kentucky, Joe. Okay, thank you. He uh, has an MIT uh, Master's of Science degree in 1996. Should we get to the most important thing of all? The world is waiting to hear uh, Joe Souchere's review on the Super Bowl halftime show. Long way from the UCLA marching band, I'll tell you that. (laughs) You want want some old marching Sousa, Long way from up with people. (laughs) Kenny, I got news for you. Wait till Roycey cracks a microphone on Monday Night Sports Talk. Oh, he was he was uh, going off last night before it even started. I know. Long way from the St. Louis Park Parkettes. That's what you want, huh? That's yep. what you'd like to see. Yes, a UCLA band go out there and what, march what around. Was that, what were all those fake houses supposed to be? A neighborhood in Compton? Yeah, it was L.A., baby. Yeah. South Central L.A. I thought it was fantastic. I but again, I think it's generational. It was completely geared towards. Because I don't listen to that music. The Gen Xers, the guys could, that grew up Reavers, with Snoop, the guys that grew up with Eminem. I loved it. I thought it was great. Reavers, I could sit down and watch for at least an hour just video. He doesn't even have to rap of Snoop doing his little Snoop dance. Yeah, yeah. that is so cool. The way he his <laughs> just laid back little moves he does. Did you see the video I retweeted? I don't, unless you didn't remember to unmute me this morning, but uh, Snoop getting ready for the halftime act. So he's hunkered down while this, they're setting up the stage, and he's just taking Was a little he hit blazing? here, taking a little hit there, like just getting chill, man. He's just getting, getting chill. Ready? He's just getting ready. <laughs> He's just cool. I want to hang out with Snoop because he's just cool. 
Hell, he hangs out with Martha Stewart. Right. He's a Renaissance man. Trey, it looked old. Yeah. Yeah. Trey is, we're the same age, and he looks he looks as old as I look. That was about a billion dollars net worth on that stage. Boy, yeah. I, God, I bet it's more than that. For pumping out that utter BS. No, stop it now. <laughs> utter BS. Stop it. Let us have our moment. That was for the Gen Xers, Joe. <laughs> the only ad I wanted to mention was an ad came up where a barcode flashed across the screen. And every teen that I was with in the room scrambled to get their phone out and capture the barcode the on their phone. QR code? Yeah. code? It yeah. was for an outfit called Coinbase. I'm sure it's some sort of crypto deal. Is that Boy, right? I didn't fall for that. There no. was no way in hell I was going to. When that ad appeared, I looked at my wife and I said, because it was 60 seconds or 30 seconds, whatever it was, of silence with just the barcode. And I said, you watch. This will be the most successful ad campaign yeah. in the entire game it, today. It crashed their website. Wow. How'd you like the Michelob uh, Light uh, Bowling Alley ad? Not bad. Not uh, bad. They used yellow yeah. uh, music. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was one of Archie Manning's kids, uh, the awkward one, the tall, awkward one. Mm -hmm. But at the end, and Steve Buscemi's in it working behind the counter. And then at the end, Serena comes in, mm -hmm. and uh, she had the walk going. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. Did you see all the unmasked celebrities? Sure did, Joe. But today, the kids in Los Angeles have to wear a mask when they go to school. All of them do, yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Well, that's just ridiculous. I love the one. There was a, a Twitter account. I don't remember the name. I could pull it up here in a second. But basically, it was doing a side-by-side -side of all the celebrities that were unmasked at the game with yeah. their photo of... For instance, one of them that sticks out was Charlize Theron yeah. with her Rams baseball cap on, having a cocktail with nothing, not even the mask pulled down. It was She wasn't even bothering wearing right. one. And then a tweet that accompanied that by her saying, don't be an ass, wear a mask. Like They're all hypocrites. Right. Yeah, They're all hypocrites. See, I, I heard this on Glenn Beck's show at the, top of, uh, at the end of his 10 o'clock hour. He said it was just breaking that... Uh, uh, premier, uh, what's his name? Uh, Justin Trudeau, Premier of Canada, mm -hmm. uh, plans to invoke the Emergencies Act in response to protests. So I went to the CBC site. It's not breaking anywhere on an American site. And sure enough, we learned that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has told his caucus he will invoke the never-before-used Emergencies Act to give the federal government extra powers to handle anti-vaccine mandate protests sure. across the country. sure. Those sources who were not authorized to speak publicly said the prime minister informed the premiers of his decision this morning. The Emergencies Act, which replaced the War Measures Act in the 1980s, defines a national emergency as a temporary urgent and critical situation that seriously endangers the lives, health or safety of Canadians and is of such proportions or nature as to exceed the capacity or authority of a province to deal with it. It gives special powers to the prime minister to respond to emergency scenarios affecting public welfare, natural disasters, disease outbreaks, civil unrest, international emergencies, or war emergencies. The act grants cabinet the ability to take special temporary measures that may not be appropriate in normal times to cope with an urgent and critical situation and the resulting fallout. What in the hell is that? you got to be kidding me. Uh... What? This is all about power, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. But these truckers have been protesting peacefully. They've been blocking bridges, but they're not 
burning anything down. Maybe that's or, their problem. Maybe that's what they should have been doing, like everybody else does when they want to get their way. Don't we have? Didn't doesn't a guy like Trudeau have two options? I mean, one of his options could be to say, you know, the more we've understood COVID now and we understand it's changing and, and we understand now that a vaccine doesn't necessarily protect you. We find it helpful, but you can still catch COVID with a vaccine. You can still give it to somebody with a vaccine. Why don't we just say, truckers, you win? What would what, what, be wrong with that? Because they're no more likely or less likely to get COVID than any other segment of society. Because you, I guarantee... No, go ahead, Kenny. You I'm can sorry. answer that question on your own, Such. You know the answer. I don't. Go ahead, Chris. They're going to give power to the people. Right there. They want to be in control of everything, Joe. It's simple. They would, they would give us an inch back because they want to control everything. But this... He's gone... He's doubled down now. Mm-hmm. He's gone to the other extreme. Rather than saying, truckers, uh, we appreciate your service. You were stalwarts during the height of the pandemic, and you delivered stuff for the people. And uh, we have reached the point where we find it unreasonable to continue to try to stop you. Uh, Good luck to you. And... uh, Drive safely. We have said this. Why, we, 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 no, we're going to invoke something that's never been invoked? Here's why they're more ballsy. Um, they don't have to answer to the general public. He doesn't have to answer to the general public. He's appointed by the governor general, um, but he must have the confidence of the elected House of Commons. So I guess that's not well, right. He he's it's, does he's in have an elected answer. position. He is, but the people, the residents, don't vote on him. They vote on the people that that appoint him. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a weird. System. But again, th- this has stopped being about COVID long, long, long ago. This hasn't been about COVID in at least a year and a half. Would you guys agree with that? Uh, at least a year. Okay. Yes, I'll accept that. Yeah, I saw a begrudging headline somewhere in the paper today, front A or B, uh, saying, uh, let's face it, uh, Omicron's going to be with us for quite a while. Where did I see that? But gee whiz, uh, what, what, under this act, if they in fact act on it, what couldn't the government do? This is their, this is their most intrusive governmental power to invoke the never-before-used Emergencies Act. What, what, what does that, what could they, what could the government then perform? What, they, name me something they would not get away with. Now that's a good question. Boy, I'm trying to think, because I'm trying to think and nothing happens. Uh, Are you going to just create a new prison and put all truck drivers in a new prison? Well, yeah, talk about your supply chain issues. Well, they can't do that because the the economies of both the United States and Canada has already been affected by this. So you'd think they'd want to put them back to work and let them do what they want. Well, that's, that's the option that's not going to be taken. Right. Right. The option that's going to be taken is we're cracking down harder. And I don't know what what this will result in. I I, I really don't. I really don't. Isn't there going to be a time when these variants discontinue and we will just walk around and say, um, without a mask, uh, I got it. It's going to be like the flu. 
I heard uh, another thing on the radio today. I don't even remember what newscast I was listening to. Uh, but it was a infectious disease expert who said that we're probably going to enter a, a period of life where uh, COVID will be akin to a weather forecast. Uh, we're in a high COVID period. Don't forget to bring your mask to work today. That kind oh, of thing. come on. Yeah. Just like, well, there's a tornado watch. Uh, well, but I do, I do, I don't know why, I don't, I don't have any evidence to back it up, but I do see a point where the government loses the right to mandate masks and we just walk around and, and we're smart about it. What makes you think they lose that right? Well, they're going to hang on to it as long as they can because yeah. that's, well, a, that's a power trip. Yeah, it's just, well, we saw it in the Super Bowl, Such it, yeah. It's just being routinely ignored. But gee whiz, these truckers, uh, they've done yeoman service, uh, both in this country and Canada, I suppose, around the world. Well, of course they have. They've, oh, they've lost money. Yeah. Teamsters really stepping up uh, their game here and really lashing out against the truckers really? and uh, jumping on that uh, right-wing conspiracy bandwagon nonsense. What is the right-wing conspiracy? Uh, that this is all political and it's all conservatives and right-wing nut jobs, and this has nothing to do with, you know, each individual right. These are blue-collar truck drivers, <laughs> right? Trying to bring bread to the grocery right. this store. Is supremacy and the Klan and everything else you can possibly think of on the far right. Mm-hmm. You see the front-page story in the Star Tribune today. <laughs> Uh, you can't make it up. Group calls for changes to you cops. The University of Minnesota is considering changes to its campus police force operations in response to concerns from students and employees who want to see the department held to higher standards. A campus safety committee tapped by the U president, Joan Gable, has called for the school to stop deploying its police force to assist other law enforcement at police brutality protests away from campus. The committee also wants U leaders to evaluate campus police department's weaponry and emphasize the use of less lethal alternatives. They, they don't Whoa. want them to have uh, guns. Has there, been, has there been a problem? No, not that I'm aware of. They want them to be bobbies? And so they, they want the police department to not be armed as shootings have increased on the campus. Right. So there's no linking going on. They, they can't no, link. No. And it's just a shame. Uh, more students began scrutinizing the University of Minnesota Police Department after the killing of George Floyd, uh, which had nothing to do with the University of Minnesota. Some students have called for the used cops to be disarmed and subject to citizen oversight. <laughs> Okay. See, there's, okay. the problem is there's no real adults over there to say, uh, "Kids, uh, sit down and shut up." Did they happen and, to mention the president? Did they right. happen to mention uh, the story where uh, the kid claimed that he was being harassed by the cops? I don't think that's in there. Uh, and racially profiled by the cops. Oh, but then when the dash cam video was released, um, not only was he not racially pro profiled by the cops. He asked them for a ride. Was that mentioned in that story at all, Joe? Mm, the black block no. folks are going to run over uh, the U cops then if they're disarmed. And if you're not helping other agencies, <coughs> other agencies aren't going to help you. God, these kids are so stupid. Yep. Uh, how did you fellas become aware of the coverage of a riot in Uptown Friday night? By an independent reporter who puts her money where her mouth is, and she is fantastic. And her name is? Rebs Brannon. And Rebecca we've reached Brannon. out to her. 
We have. We will she, have her on the show on Wednesday. Oh, she is joining us. Yes, she just got back to me. I don't know anything about her. She doesn't work for the Star Tribune. Right. She doesn't work for the Pioneer Press. That's why you can trust her work. <laughs> she doesn't work for even Alpha News. Nope. But her work has appeared in a wide variety of legitimate news sites. Kenny knows more about her than I do, so I'll let Kenny take it away. Oh, oh. All I know is that I've been following her since the original George Floyd thing broke. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's always there, and she's always uh, using a camera, and she's never really um, commenting um, politically one way or the other. Nope. You get that with these scanner accounts where they're trying to force their point of view down your throat, whether you want it or not. You can't get just the information. And uh, Rebecca gives you just the information. For instance, the um, when Hutch uh, wadded up his car and totaled it, um, she, she went up to wherever the car was in the impound and got some damn good shots mm-hmm. and uh, published them on Twitter. And then there was some sort of backlash that her parents suffered due to that. I wonder why. Wow. Um, wherever they live, the local police force was... We're going to have to ask her about it because I'm going to get it wrong. Well, you, you could you could suggest why were you doing that, young lady, running up there and getting a picture of the uh, car. Well, no, but no, what no. it did is it showed the severity of the crash. Yes. In in that case, I was asking why didn't the rest of the meet? Right. Why is Rebecca doing this? It did show the severity of the incident. It sure did. And how lucky uh, Hutch was to have lived. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's all she does. Wherever things are happening, she's there, and she's uh, getting it down on the record and not really throwing. I have no idea what her politics are. And by the way, Kenny nailed it because she doesn't provide commentary. Not that that's a bad thing. She just merely shows you what's happening. Okay, what was happening Friday night in Uptown? Uh, It was on the blocks of... uh, well, it was both Friday and Saturday. It was both Friday. Okay, I thought it was just Friday night, but it was Friday and Saturday. I did see a door to a... A group of Antifa were uh, protesting the Amir Locke shooting death. Well, I did see a door in which someone spray-painted, presumably in Uptown, that either Friday night or Saturday night, fix MPD, kill cops. Correct. Ah, good solution. Was that a picture she might have taken? Yes, Okay. Here's uh, Rebecca on February 11th. All week, far-left accounts in Minneapolis chattered about meeting at 8 p.m. at an undisclosed location. They told their comrades, that's in quote, to wear all black and keep phones off and away. Tonight, I infiltrated their march and will be uploading some footage soon. And then that's exactly what she did. So her doing that makes her a direct target to uh, Antifa, which a lot of people like to say Antifa doesn't exist. Black Block doesn't exist. But, uh, you know, her footage and the footage of a few ballsy-type people like Rebecca around the country are, are what's keeping a, a lot of us informed. Well, I have an Antifa email from a fellow who is the, uh, one of the, a member of the police department in Gumption County. Okay. Spoon Lake officer. Uh, it's a self I'm the uh, self-proclaimed Spoon Lake police officer. I want to respond to Kenny's tirade when he was questioning the lack of outrage for all the black victims of violent crime. During a protest I was working, I started to talk with some of our local Antifa members. At first, it was the usual insults we would regularly hear. I was told that my mother should have aborted me. I should quit or I should just go kill myself. Antifa was very uplifting and supportive. Once through all that nonsense, I asked them why they don't protest for all the black kids killed on the north side from gun violence. I swear to God, this was their answer. Well, that's different because they are doing it to themselves. 
A little shocked by that answer, I tried to get them to elaborate, but I was then called a fascist. I tried to ask the Antifa members if they understood what a fascist was, and I was just told that I was because I was working for a racist system. I asked Antifa if uh, that was a word and definition they heard from their college professors, and they got very upset to the point where they walked away. I clearly <laughs> struck a chord. It was at that moment I realized they really didn't care about justice, only their own agenda. So I hope, so Kenny, I hope this helps shed some light on your question. Hmm. Thank you, sir. And I've got something else along those lines because uh, GLers are uh, uh, constantly alert to these things. Uh, just a minute, just a minute. Where the hell is it? These things are difficult to find sometimes. Uh, yeah, because I get too many. I know. Oh. It's, it's great to have a lot of stuff. The uh, who's this from? Steve. Uh, school officials in Minneapolis say a gifted student athlete, that's Deshaun Hill, mm -hmm. has died of injuries suffered in a shooting. 15 year old Deshaun Hill Jr. was an honor roll student and quarterback for the football team at North High. Police found Hill with a life threatening gunshot wound Wednesday afternoon. His family believes he was walking from school when someone shot him. Uh, according to authorities, Hill was standing by or walking up to a bus stop across the street from Wally's Foods a popular local corner store when the shooting happened. A 911 caller reported seeing a group of young people who had been hanging out nearby scatter after the shot rang out. No arrests have been made, and uh, Steve wanted to reinforce the idea that there's been no response to this from the activist groups. Um, and I'm not ripping Steve at all, but the the email that you just read, because that's basically how the, the story was written mm -hmm. in the Star Tribune anyway. Mm -hmm. You notice a difference there? No. Bring, br grab that email again. And I want you to reread the way it's described that Deshaun Hill was killed. School officials in Minneapolis say a gifted student athlete died of injuries suffered in a shooting. Keep going. 15-year-old Deshaun Hill Jr. was an honor roll student and quarterback for the football team at North High. Police found Hill with a life-threatening gunshot, life gunshot wound Wednesday afternoon. Stop. How was the uh, shooting of Amir Locke <clears throat> described in the same paper? A murder. Thank you. Mm-hmm. This was a murder. Oh, good catch, Chris. Thank uh, you. Wow. Amir, Locke, you Amir Locke was a death. It was not a murder. This was a murder. Mm -hmm. He was shot in the back, by the way, waiting for the freaking bus. And yet it's a life-threatening gunshot. Again, and I'm not ripping Steve because this was the same way it was printed in the Star Tribune. Don in Iowa. Mayor, quick reaction to something Kenny said last week when discussing the shooting death of Deshaun Hill. Kenny asked something to the effect of, where's the outcry? The simplest GL answer in recent months is that it doesn't fit the narrative. I'm not sure what that means entirely, but I'm going to take a shot at what I think is the underlying motivation. Simply said, I think the motive in large part is money. The left has been championing for equity, or as you've stated, they've wanted equal outcomes for everyone, regardless of effort or ability. GLers know that simply is not possible. The only way to achieve equal outcomes is to create government programs and have a redistribution of wealth. How does that equate to money? It might sound like a bad rookie joke, but how many jobs does it take to run your typical government program? We know that there is no such thing as an efficiently run government. Anything, social programs, tax collection, infrastructure, even defense spending, all have become a massive black hole as it relates to spending. 
You really think it takes three grand an inch to build a light rail line? B as in B. This is a way for politicians to line their pockets in the pockets of friends and people in their voting districts. How do you think the middle of the road attorneys and social activists go to Washington and come home as multimillionaires? They have found a way to make themselves a tidy little nest egg, and when they don't get enough of a cut, uh, out of the redistribution of wealth, they will skim a little more off the top. Feed our future scandal ring a bell for you? So why no outcry when we have outcry when we have the shooting of Deshaun Hill or the growing number of black-on-black murders throughout our country? There is money to be made when promoting... There is no money to be made when promoting strong family values or sponsorship of the nuclear family. It may be naive on my part, but I think politicians are missing the boat. They could get many more votes by endorsement of good moral and ethical values that come from a family as the as the cure for many of our social ills. Unfortunately, most politicians run on money, not values. Huh. Boy, that's that's some deep cynicism. Welcome to the club. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Join in. Yeah. And at the end of Friday's show, Rook, we were trying to think of a very good Cretan Durham Hall basketball player, Arvesta Kelly. That's who it was. Yeah, a number of people have uh, Arvesta Kelly number of people told that. Did he and, graduate with you, Rookie? No. no, he graduated in 93. Okay. And by the way, I get the Cre- I get the Cretan Durham Hall uh, magazine, and, and, and every issue they have, uh, we're looking for you, uh, class of you know 1958. Where are you, yeah. Fred Smith? 1993, Arvesta's mentioned. They've, uh, the school has lost track of Arvesta. Really? Yeah. Uh, and uh, Brian writes, and Reavers, Chris Wanky played hockey for his winter sport. You know, back when kids still played three oh, sports. Oh, wow, I didn't know and that. And weren't forced to commit to one sport year-round. I didn't even remember that. Well, I knew he played baseball. I just assumed he played basketball. I didn't know he was a hockey player, too. That makes him even cooler. I want you yellers to go to the centeroftheamericanexperiment.org. Center of the American Experiment. Just go to americanexperiment.org. They will attempt to keep alive, which, and my great fear is the local news-gathering organizations are going to let this alleged food fraud disappear. The Center for the American Experiment will not they get in the arena, they advocate and fight on issues like education reform, sensible energy policy, health care, the state budget. They are dedicated to making Minnesota a freer and more prosperous and better government state. they got an event coming up, Feb 22, GLers might want to attend, a luncheon event with political science professor Willard Riley. Uh, they'll discuss how mainstream media pushes falsehoods about America, especially surrounding ideas of race, class, and crime. Uh, great magazine, great people. They're, they are good thinkers. Yes, they are. And we should be grateful to have them in our midst. And I, I want you, uh, GLers, to... Uh, no, uh, you know, you're talking about um, people that really go after the story. Mm-hmm. They're looking under the carpet. They're looking behind the couch. They know what they're doing. And you know what I want in a think tank? Good thinkers. They think. See? Right there. Reavers, the second shot in a goal. If, if for no other reason you might visit their site just to get their tutorial on what uh, on the breakdown of the alleged food fraud uh, and, and encourage them to not let it go, uh, that's AmericanExperiment.org. 
Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. They will cut down on salt usage and protect all of your appliances. Trust me when I say bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home. Your showers are better, your laundry is better, not to mention your drinking water. And another underrated aspect of this, a brand new state-of-the-art Connecticut water treatment system helps the resale value of your home. Please get in touch with my friends at Hoffman Water today. I had my Connecticut system installed years ago and it has made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Call them today for that free water analysis. 952-894-4040 or you can just visit them online today at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Uh, I'm thinking among the four of us here, uh, sitting around the NAC hardware this afternoon, uh, at least one of us keeps a secret stash of cards and gifts on hand uh, for emergency uses. And I'm uh, looking at you in the lower right corner, sir. You you always have something (laughs) ready, don't you, just in case you forget to go to the uh, perfume shop or the You're making the assumption that he would forget in the first place. You know what I I gave her for um, Valentine's Day? We don't even want to know. Here's what you should have done. You should have taken the advice of uh, Michael, who, by the way, is brilliant. Hi, Kenny. Ever since I've taken over management of the cylinders in my girlfriend's vehicle, she has gotten a can of sea foam as a gift for holidays, birthdays, even Valentine's Day. She's not a CI girl now, but she could be uh, one day. Uh, I got news for you, Michael. Uh, she already is a CI a CI girl. Um, and you know what? Whatever needs figuring out, you do it in the garage with a can of sea foam. So now we have everything covered, Such Birthdays, holidays, phony holidays, everything. Graduation, gender reveals, wedding, divorces. Sea foam covers it all. It cleans out the carbon, the gunk, the yuck. And it makes everything run smooth and happy. And the best part, it's a global company, local, but yet global. You can find this stuff everywhere. Uh, and if it's not in your favorite store, is it really, truly your favorite store? It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas, Matthew. It's Seafoam. Give it to her this evening. I want to know what you got her. I probably shouldn't say. No, I want to know. Well, she might hear this live, even though we're a podcast. <laughs> I can virtually guarantee you that she is not going to be listening Got on it. Valentine's Day to right. this podcast. But, wait, wait, um, wait, wait, what did you say it was? <gasps> I forgot. I was Happy so proud Valentine's Day. That's it. You've had your two. Well, the, you said rookie gets two. He does, it. but you've used your two. That's hit one of his ones. So now we each have one left. If I could tell you how many people have <laughs> texted me, emailed me, uh, reminded me to Never do this, that. and I Never forgot all about that. it. It's not chocolate, is it? You don't go you get? the no. standard every day in a heart-shaped box. Uh, two candles. <laughs> two candles. light, I assume. Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah, I did. I ordered those. Uh, and then... <laughs> two candles. I got her a bathing suit. How bold is that? What? How bold is that that I got her a bathing suit? What is wrong with you? That's that's one of the that's one of the biggest mistakes. Such, if you and I got our wives bathing suits, you know what they'd be? Blankets. (laughs) 
oh my god, just oh. killed myself. Oh, oh my god. Oh, she's gonna no, murder I'm me. Coming up, Russell. Oh, she's I gonna was, murder me. I, I don't remember what I was flipping through on my oh, Instagram. God. Something came up for Is bathing this a suits. Long what show? are you, seventeen? Really I like the color and I thought she would look very good in that color. <laughs> so I cleared it. <laughs> There is no way you can go right with this. Listen, no. that's I, failure the worst from I, the get-go. That's a worst idea. It's either too small, too big, too something you, you in the wrong area. Oh There's no God. way you well, can win. I cleared unless you Sophia got her and like McLaren. Is it something like the Crusher War in the 1970s? One of those kind of things? <laughs> no, that would have had me in more trouble. The cape, and the more whole... trouble. Yes, exactly. No, it's just the uh, the black and white striped. Uh, Thing that Laurel and Hardy so, but, No, it looked it looks good, and she opened it last night, and I was off. Look, she was shocked that I got last night. Was that so? That was the pre-Valentine Valentine's Day gift. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing tonight. This is all right. Quick, well, hold on. I want to move on. I know you do. Question. You know, do, do, why? Do. Why? Okay, dummy here. Mm -hmm. Why didn't you just get the gift certificate to the bathing suit yes. company that she would like the bathing yes. suit from? Yes. When you are so deeply in love with this Jesus. woman. All right, and, moving and, and on, sir. Uh, yes. Moving on. <laughs> love moving on. takes a chance. <laughs> you guys love me. Try not to love you me, people. I can't. Gem, I can't Matthew. quit you. And if you're, you're, you're a gem. And you, you CI girls, I know you're jealous that you didn't get to marry me, but it's just that's the cross <laughs> that you have to bear, okay? Uh, I have found something uh, over oh, the weekend goodness. Uh, in the papers that quite seriously answers a lot of our questions uh, regarding poorly run urban America, mm -hmm. not only here but elsewhere. Now, it's going to not come as a shock to us, but it's a clear corroborating paragraph that uh, I just found terribly revealing. And it's a story about the uh, St. Paul police are seeking a wage hike because Todd Axtell is losing officers to better paying departments Ooh, because wow. they just haven't been able to keep up. And so not only is he down 100 officers from where he's supposed to be, but he's losing officers because they can go to surrounding areas and make more money. Without having to deal with as much. Right. So BS. here's, the, here's yeah. the capital city of a state that can't pay its police officers to compete with you know, even Eden Prairie or something. So these these guys are leaving. These gals. And by are the leaving. way, we don't blame a single one of them for doing so. I don't anyway. Uh, I gotta find who's Ross. Mark Ross, president of the St. Paul Police Federation, said the union on Thursday filed its final position for arbitration of its labor contract. Other city unions have approved agreements that increased wages one percent in twenty twenty one and two point five percent over the course of twenty twenty two. Ross said St. Paul has for years been falling behind other Twin Cities police agencies, many of which are in the suburbs, that have boosted compensation to attract officers from a shrinking candidate pool. Axtell wrote that Maple Grove recently agreed to a three-year contract with officers that increases wages by 3% annually, includes a 10% market adjustment, while the legislature also enacted a substantial pay raise for state troopers. Believe me, I, I write this, I say all of this with some hesitancy because I'm going to be the one who has to pay this, but right. I certainly understand right. Axel's problem. Yes. As the pay gap widens and the stress and the scrutiny of the job increases, more people are going to go, Ross said. Ross is Mark Ross, president of the Police Federation. 
Uh, right now, we're in a place where we're not quite in crisis mode, but we are approaching it quickly. A record 38 homicides occurred in St. Paul last year as cities across the country grappled with a spike in violent crime during the pandemic. The reality, and we've really spent a lot of time last week linking the pandemic to yes. the decline of the American yes, we, city. Yes, we did. The reality is there's no reason to think we won't break the record for homicides again this year. And that there won't be more shots fired this year than last year, Ross said. Mayor Melvin Carter, are you ready? Yep. Mel Mar- Melvin Carter rejected that argument, saying we don't have homicides because we're short officers. We have homicides because we need to invest in our community more. Wow. wow. Well, there it is. You're getting a real good look at it now. That's why we are seeking to totally fund what we think of as a comprehensive and more proactive approach to public safety. That gets us beyond just saying we need as many people as we can to rush to the scene of an emergency as soon as possible after something terrible happens. Oh, my God. Uh, Melvin. Oh, my God. Homicides do not occur because of an absence of investment in the community. Homicides occur because more and more people are raised without any moral or ethical foundation to their growing up. The lawlessness has nothing to do with you failing to open another rec center. What he just basically said is, we don't need to spend more money on cops. We need to spend more money on government. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what he just said. That's why I'm bringing it up, Chris. I really wish... Well, really and truly wish we to... could hear from Melvin Carter. Uh, he won't second. come on with me. No, I, I no his dad, former oh, yeah. cop. But ask Melvin the mayor on again, please. Okay, well, here. Carter rejected I'll that. I'll hold ar- my breath. Yeah, <laughs> Carter rejected that argument, saying, oh "We God. don't have homicides because we're short of officers. We have homicides because we need to invest in our community more." He truly believes that government is the end all, the big, the answer to everything. He's known nothing else his his life. That only government can save save us. I can't believe he's not at odds with his own dad. That's what I want. I want to hear the conversation around Sunday dinner or Thanksgiving or whatever. That that couldn't be. That is so wrong. uh, It's just wrong. And nobody showed up to vote, and he got swept back into office. So He has no self-reflection. I, I, I truly believe that he believes what he's saying. I am not going to distinguish him from anyone else the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. This is their narrative. This is not just Melvin. This would be Ted Wheeler in Portland and whatever the dingbat is in Seattle, and this is London Breed, and this is Garcetti in L.A., and this is uh, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. This was uh, uh, Blasio in New York. This is what they think. And this is how they are keeping black people down. Yeah. So imagine you're a 35-year-old person in blue in the city of St. Paul. Mm -hmm. And let's say Eden Prairie or name your suburb, Burnsville, whatever, is going to not only offer you the same pay, because a lot of people would say, well, I can make the same amount of money and live in a much more affordable area, mm-hmm. and oh, by the way, not have to deal with the crap I have to deal with in St. Paul. Well, Saint I don't Paul. think a lot of cops live in St. Paul. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I do. But now to not only, not only just have equal pay, but to have a raise to go down there or mm-hmm. over there or up mm-hmm. there? Are you kidding me? It's a no-brainer. What an insult to 
virtually everybody in the entire city. But Rookie nailed it. This is the son of a police officer. I don't know how he gets along with, I don't know how dad can look at this and say, Mel. What are you uh, doing? What are you doing here? Uh, Wouldn't he be an excellent resource to use in a situation like this? Yes. I have heard, I have no corroborating evidence, I have heard that it's very hard for anyone to get to Carter. He does what he wants. And he, he surrounds himself with he's yes people. surrounded by 25 people who insulate him from any criticism. Yeah, you got to peel the layers. Is Zach still gone already? Uh, June 1st. June 1st. That's going to be a big loss, folks. Very big loss. Well, look what's happening. He's a real years. solid guy. He is a Axel solid guy. and loves the city. Yep. He lives Imagine city. how bad it is if he lives somebody... in the city. If somebody like Todd Axel, who loves the city and lives in the city, steps down. I told you my quote that he gave me. I, I, I haven't heard from him that he was opposed to me using it. We we met on a walk uh, in, when it was still pleasant out this past fall. Mm-hmm. And, and it was shortly after he had made his announcement. I said, man, that breaks my heart that you're leaving. He said, it's breaking mine. Wow. He's a young guy. Wow. Jane Prince, the only hope on the city council, has said of Todd Axtell, if we didn't have him, we'd have to invent him. She's the only hope on that city council. Hmm. I'm going to read it once more because this is what urban America is facing. It's not just Melvin. Melvin's no different than all the other mayors I mentioned. Carter rejected that argument, the argument being we need more cops. We're fighting homicide records. Carter rejected that argument, saying, we don't have homicides because we're short of officers. We have homicides because we need to invest in our community. (laughs) It's it's, it's totally meaningless. So he'd rather spend more on government. Yeah, and he goes on to say, that's why we're seeking to fully fund what we think of as a comprehensive and more proactive approach to public safety. That gets us beyond saying, okay, those efforts include the city's homelessness response team and a new program that will aim to pair social advocates with first responders, the mayor said. The problem, Melvin, is uh, a moral corruption and the hollowing out of the traditional family and the result being too many kids are wayward and they're drifting and they have no ground floor to anchor themselves to a fully ethical and moral integrity and and they think nothing of uh, shooting whether it's st paul or minneapolis these kids think nothing of shooting deshaun hill jr deshaun hill jr and just running from the scene i have an employee that uh, came to my desk today mm-hmm. and she said i'm sorry that i didn't call a no call no show on sunday mm-hmm. she said i was robbed at gunpoint hmm. By two, she's a mom. By two 15 year old kids that had a gun, they took my wallet, they took my phone, so I didn't have a phone to call in. That's why I said, Well, don't worry about it. But she said, uh, She's an African American, black female, uh, really great gal. And she said, Two boys just came up, give me all your stuff. And she said, I, I don't know what's happening today. It's just, it's that is, I mean, she's St. Paul resident, Matt. I believe Minneapolis. Uh, something else in your story really uh, grabbed my attention. I know. You, you were a at a de- desk. I knew it! I know! You have a desk? I got a hell of a Wait, cartoon where, bubble. I was just going to say, what are you picturing? I'm seeing a... Of seeing. A, a desk with absolutely nothing on the top of it, yep. but some kind of stamp or bell or something. Uh, some, stapler. Stapler? Stapler, big on staples. And, at the and it's not in an office. 
It's it's set out where it's in a room. It's in a it's room. In a, it's in a big room where there's other computers, but you're you're describing it. Computers so, never on. You well, have they, a, you have I a, have to have it on. But you have a computer? Yes, I do. Uh-huh. And it's it's a universal computer because okay. when other supervisors sit there, they five have to go billion it. pictures of your family hanging yeah. up. Uh, you know what? I I didn't do that yet. But my locker, however, you can put a picture up of your wife wearing that new suit. I don't want that'll, no. be, that'll be attracting all those guys. Yeah, yeah I yeah. can't be jealous like that. That's a shame that she went through that. Uh, what but time she, of the day she, was it, Rook? I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember what time. I don't think she told so, me what time. But it's just it's horrible. That's what's they're dealing with. Well, you tell me how uh, more community uh, investment would prevent those fifteen-year-old kids from terrorizing that woman. Well, let's just go back to the issue we had a couple of weeks ago. No, uh, St. Paul has a warrant they need served. They call in Minneapolis to do it. Minneapolis goes no knock. They kill somebody. Did did we hear from Melvin at all? I have not that? heard from him on this issue. And the fact that the reason that they had to call in Minneapolis is because this guy killed a guy in St. Paul? Right. In cold blood? Right. But process this. Who are you going to listen to? The politician says uh, you got to throw more money at it, uh, and it, it'll the problem will be solved. Or are you going to listen to someone like Sheriff Fletcher, uh, Fletcher, who's been in the business and says the presence of cops lowers crime, and it's not even questionable. During his whole tenure, uh, Axtell has clashed with Carter about funding, and I don't know. Why. And guess what? Levels. We all side with Axtell. Yeah. Melvin seems to be a smart, uh, the mayor seems to be a smart individual. I don't know where in his upbringing. How smart was rent control? That was the dumbest thing he allowed to happen. I tell you, fellas. um, He was smart until he got in office, maybe. (laughs) Suits, you like to say it over and over. You have um, that the uh, fate of the Twin Cities, um, you you know, is the fate of, how do you put it, of uh, the rest of the state. The the rest of the state pretty much relies on the Twin Cities, right? Mm -hmm. We don't care. We don't care. We no, you're pretty don't insulated up care. as far away as you are. You, we don't uh, care. You are escaping this. Well, and I'll, I'll, I'll corroborate what Kenny's saying. I only care because I work in Minneapolis. Now, that's not to say it's not creeping out. Oatana, St. Cloud, Duluth, Rochester, Mankato, mm-hmm. Rochester. Mm-hmm. Smaller towns, we don't care. It's not that you don't care. It's that... It has no impact on your pocketbook. It's we do simple. business differently. Everybody yeah. knows the mayor. Everybody knows the fire chief. They're always out. You always get talk. You know, the way your wife, uh, she'll see a politician in the store. She'll go up and start in on them. Right, right. Your kids play hockey together. Whatever, it, yeah. It, everybody knows each other. You can't get away. You can't hide out here the way little Mel does. He has not been uh, actively engaged, as far as I know, in terms of just being a visible presence. Would you agree with that? I would fully agree with that. And nobody dares propose uh, dare propose these outrageous spending options. I had a student, I can't remember if it was my high school student or if it was my college student, where he came to speak, and he he was not... My report was he was not very good. He didn't really know what he was talking about. He must not have been well-versed on whatever his speech was because they said 
I thought a mayor who's had to give speeches before would be a little more knowledgeable well, on the subject. How, but it's all bloated gibberish. How the hell did he get elected in the first place? Because the city is run by the Mysterians. This was it the Ilhan Omar thing? No. I think this is did your he, Go ahead, Ken. You mean first black mayor type thing? Yeah, did he have any qualifications no. whatsoever? Did he ever run a company? No. Ever present a budget? No. Ever have to hire people, fire no. people? No. Have any responsibility whatsoever? Never buy his wife a swimming suit for Valentine's <laughs> right. Day. What kind of I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel conflicted uh, talking about Melvin. Uh, I'm sure he's a decent human being. He grew up in St. Paul, went to Central High School, was an athlete. His dad was a cop. Uh, it, but but my my fault with him is that he too eagerly accepts this BS. That's what I mean. I, I want I want to know where I'm because I'm sure his parents. This sounds like they had him on the right path to success, and he's a mayor of St. Paul that's successful. But where did his politics go from there? So what's he doing? Is he playing along and just doing what will get him reelected, or does he truly believe this? I just don't understand the citizens of St. Paul. Yeah, it, I, I just my don't. Ign- or Minneapolis. It's the lack of interest too. We cited that months ago when we no saw the voting idea. turnout. You see, you're seeing the results. Mm-hmm. Is there term limits there? No. We 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 analyze this as part of the COVID revelation. The window was the curtain was peeled back, and we realized just exactly who wedged into office there while we weren't paying attention, and who wedged into office was an activist political class with no ability whatsoever to uh, do serious work, you know. It's, yeah. it's, it's one thing to come up with a new bike lane. It's quite another thing to uh, keep the budget under control. Yeah, and if you don't believe me, just look up, the, you know, you could probably do it in St. Paul and look up the city council in Minneapolis and look at the background of those people, activists, activists, well, activists. All, that's all it is. That's yeah. all it is. And... Uh, Jane Prince has a head on her shoulders, and I cling to Jane as the one hope. I don't know what she can accomplish in terms of introducing some vigor to this, some some GL to this. I mean, she wouldn't describe herself as a GLer by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but she's less crazy than most leftists. She's I'll give her that. She's just less nuts. She's a homeowner and uh, lives in a Dayton's Bluff neighborhood, and she sees the issues and. Uh, I'm not so sure that she has much impact on these things. Well, or yeah, because she's outnumbered. Right. I think the mayor needs water. You think You're so? Mayor. Oh, you no, need water. Do you mean by the mayor? Do you mean you? The mayor of Garage Logic. I got gotcha. you. Fake mayor. Gotcha. Fake mayor. The fake mayor needs water. Before we pause, though, Mr. <laughs> mayor, I would like to let the GLers know about our friends at Everest Men's Health. GLers, are you noticing a few things that are maybe deteriorating? A lack of energy? Maybe a decrease in strength or endurance? A, you know what? A deterioration in your ability to play sports? Boy, I noticed that with myself. And I got to tell you. I never you, had it. Thank you, Rook. <laughs> Maybe you've even lost a little bit of your libido. Well, suffer no more with my friends at Everest Men's Health. They can change all that from signs of low testosterone to overall health. Your overall health can suffer. But that's where Everest comes into play. From signs of low T to other deficiencies, they examine every area that's important to a man's overall health. No matter where you fall in the spectrum of men's health, the time is now to come in and take the first steps towards realizing your best health possible. 
It's a full medical evaluation to check all of your levels, vitamin levels, blood levels, body composition. And then once they identify the deficiencies, such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they will create a personalized lifestyle for you. Go online right now, everestmenshealth.com, and schedule your $50 testosterone test today at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in Egan. Everest provides a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. Go online right now and schedule that appointment today at everestmenshealth.com, and please let them know that you heard about it on the Garage Logic Podcast. The 31st Annual 2022 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show returns to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 18th through Sunday, Feb 20. Grab your foursome. Get ready for your first round of 2022. See all the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show has to offer, including great deals on drivers, irons, putters, and accessories. Nab great deals on the best golf apparel around. This is where I get my golf gloves every year. Take advantage of special offers from your favorite courses and destination golf resort vacations while you're there. Plus, take lessons from the pros and be ready to own your golf game in 2022. And as an added bonus, yes, Garage Logic will broadcast live from 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, Feb 18. Tickets are now on sale for just $12. Compliments of TwinCitiesGolf.com. Each ticket purchase includes 10 free greens free passes and three bonus passes if you purchase online. Find all show details at MinnesotaGolfShow.com. Presented by Choice Bank, your select Minnesota Buick, GMC dealers, Nelson Marine, and Second. Swing. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Um, who is this? PK Mail, bro. Okay. Okay. What am I doing here? Talking to CI ladies. That's what I'm doing. Hi, ladies. Uh, if you really, really, truly love that crusty GLer you share a home with, here's what you should have done. Bought him a swimsuit. No. Uh, you would you would have put a case of sea foam in a Liberty Safe from MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com and given him that. It's the perfect gift for a loved one. And this uh, this case God, of God, he made sea me foam? nervous. I thought he was going to do another sea foam commercial. I, I thought the yeah, same I, thing, I to be perfectly honest. Well, think about it. Uh, it'd be the perfect place. That way your kid, when he comes up for the weekend, can't steal 14 cans from you. The Liberty Safe, the best safe ever made. Top of the line, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, along with Mr. Matchmaker himself, Rich. Uh, that's the ticket. He's the owner, the operator, the Liberty Saves. You've heard me say it a million times. I'm going to say it again because it's true. The best safe ever made, made right here in the United States of America with materials procured from only the United States of America. And he's going to uh, walk you through the process, hold your hand if you want. It's kind of weird, but, you know, he'll do it. Uh, and he'll find the right one to match your needs and your pocketbook, whatever it might be. Liberty Safe and Maple Grove Lock and Safe.com. The best combo. 6901 Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove and Maple Grove Lock and Safe.com. So, Joe, um, here's how our brains work a little bit differently. You were going to call him out for possibly doing a second CFO mad. Right. Me, um, not always paying attention to the show. Right. You should. I was looking at the grid going, oh, crap, I marked the wrong spot. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of city councils, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, Downing, as a note. Remember student government? Sure do. Uh, remember being president of my class senior year? Yep. You might have had a student government in high school or a student senate in college. The student government had no real responsibilities. It didn't have to pay the bills or maintain the building. 
It didn't even have to keep students safe. No, these student leaders occupied their time with the important work of deciding whether to have a Coke machine or a Pepsi machine on campus, <laughs> right? right? It's right. about right. Yeah. Or what the homecoming theme should be this year. If they felt really powerful and important, they might pass a resolution to ban nuclear power or divest from South Africa, neither of which was part of their bailiwick, but it made them feel good to take a righteous stance. Joe, our cities are now being run by the equivalent of student governments. This is a great point. As you noted on a recent podcast, while things were going well, people weren't paying attention, and these adult children snuck into office. But faced with real responsibility, real work, they are in over their heads. Ban plastic bags or candy cigarettes? They can handle that. Control crime or maintain the streets? That's hard work. There's no fun in that. Let's go to homecoming. Let's go! Boy, the kids at Edina have consumed all the Kool-Aid. The uh, student newspaper of Edina High School is called Zephyrus, which makes me wonder what in the hell does Matamidi call theirs, because they're the Matamidi Zephyrs. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> this is uh, from a December 20th issue of Zephyrus, December 2020-21. On December 3rd, student activism group Edina Truth published a new petition on their Instagram account that aims to abolish the structure of dance courts and royalty at Edina High School uh, that are heteronormative, along with traditions they say are perverted and mildly sexual. Although Edina Truth has received many supportive comments, a number of people in the Edina High School community are hesitant to side with this petition since many see homecoming and sweethearts structure as containing highly valued traditions. I agree that we shouldn't separate students by gender, as this is a vote for the most inspiring leaders of our school, regardless of gender. Emily Black, EHS alumni and 2019 homecoming court member, said. However, she also pointed out that the dances claimed to be sexualizing minors in the description are, in fact, choreographed entirely by the students and are simply for fun. Within the petition, it highlights that there should no longer be a gender-defining roles and titles ingrained into the court structure. Instead, they suggest that there should be the same amount of students on court, but allow them to choose what title they would like once they have been elected. Uh, along with this, they suggest uh, that there should not be a requirement to choose one king and one queen, but rather the student body should have the ability to mix and match on the ballot, allowing for many different combinations of titles and genders. Royal and king, queen and queen, royal and royal, etc. In doing so, Edina Truth hopes to create a more gender-inclusive court. Oh. <clears throat> to further inclusivity, the petition addresses the worry of monogendered court, which they say would be regulated by student council in order to have all sexualities, genders, ethnicities, and races represented. Although there is still the issue of inclusivity, there are many new roles that appear on court every year. It is a very traditionally straight, conservative town. A gay Jew was crowned king, which I thought was great. EHS alumni Brady Evans, 2019 homecoming king, said. Along I, alongside Evans, black, who's black? The kid I just quoted, alumnus. Uh, black expressed how much responsibility... Oh, Emily Black. Uh, she felt... Uh, being seen as a role model, I felt as though being on court gave me a broader sense of what it meant to be a leader at Edina. I think it is important for underclassmen to have older students to look up to as it inspires them to create amazing leaders themselves. The community created by the dance seasons is highly valued among the EHS community and grows 
a sense of unity. Uh, I feel like being homecoming king shaped my high school career because it really made me feel accepted and respected by my peers, Evans said. The petition also claims that by stopping the heteronormative traditions, it will also effectively shut down the choreography and traditions that caters to sexual male attention. Hmm. The petition has not yet reached its goal of 100 signatures, but it has sparked a lot of new discussion and debates surrounding the court structure among the students at EHS. We should always strive to create a school culture that embraces our differences and accepts all students into leadership spaces, Black said. Okay. Uh, go ahead, kids. Do what you want. But what, I, what I'm reading between the lines is you've, you've seized on the uh, notion that is practiced uh, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, and that is the demolition of structure and tradition. And you've been able to find it here with your accusations of heteronormative behavior, which you find disruptive because it's uh, not representative enough of what you want represented. But uh, and then you criticize the dancing and the and the pageantry and everything because that's traditional, and you you want to be done with that. But that's that's no different than the behavior. The closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. True, and what lo- what loses here is the majority who uh, in, uh, embrace these traditions. I want a king and a queen homecoming. That's, it's fun. It's not harmful. And probably 95% of those traditional students would like to participate in something like that. But the 5% gets the, uh, the, the squeaky wheel, gets the, the grease. It was structure and tradition to have a well-manned police force. And today, remember those days. <laughs> today, the the uh, destruction of that structure and tradition is we need more community investment. Uh, the structure for a high school homecoming was to generally have a homecoming king and queen, and today to eliminate that structure and tradition, we have created this petition to uh, condemn heteronormative uh, structures. So it's happening. Ugh. It's happening everywhere. It's happening all. Through the failed academy. It's sickening. It's happening in the cities. It's happening through the failed academy. It's just ridiculous. But again, I really have no horse in this race. If you want to do this, go ahead. I don't know. Were you homecoming king? Might you indulge me for just a minute? I was most popular in my class, and I was uh, president of my senior year. That's exactly where I was going to go. Might we hear, uh, us here in the room with Mm you uh, and the GLers around the country, could we hear the platform with which the Creighton-Durham Hall uh, student Council no, president. You were the last year of Creighton. Yes. I'm oh, sorry. The Creighton High School uh, class president. The platform with which the he last one. ran on uh, in 1987. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, we will have uh, Rich Callick, who was the principal at the time. Mm-hmm. He was going to give the um, speech. Okay. And speech about what? At, at the, the graduation. Uh, graduation. Yeah, just kind of going out. But how did you chapter. secure the votes? What was your big platform? What I did was when I went and sat across the big mahogany table with Rich Callick, I made a little deal with the devil. <laughs> and I said, you know what? We want to have you speak at graduation. He was very honored. Mm-hmm. I said, but it's going to cost you. We have two extra days where we have to come in and do stuff. So I got those two free days, and I, uh, I, I told the... Um, the class, I can get these two days off if you vote for me, and we have Rich Callick send us out. He was greasing the wheels long oh, before the wheels were greased. Wow. No money was involved. <laughs> no alcohol. None of that stuff like that. But uh, 
I was one hell of a uh, class president. And I'll get you a room at the Grandview Theater. I'll, you get free movies. Rich, free popcorn. Free, free movies and free popcorn, <laughs> Mr. Callick. I wouldn't have called him Rich. I would have called him Mr. So, Callick. Uh, are, are you worried, Such, that you know what a cis male is, a cis female is? No. The term cis applies to uh, those of us um, who uh, still identify uh, as the sex that, that we were born. All right. So I'm as, cis. Yeah, you're a cis male. Yeah. Um, your wife would be a cis female. Mm -hmm. Categorize me, please. Uh, you're a mid you're middle a, of the road. You're a whatever. Kind of sissy thing. Uh, yeah. no, what, is, what is it? I'm one? Whatever side of the a, bed you wake up on. One genetic little atom away. Yep. yep. Are you at all worried that... Uh, oh, boy. I like to think of myself as the feminine side of garage logic. That's, so do we. That's fine. Um <laughs> So do we. That these roles are going to be eliminated, uh, or I don't know if that's the right word, discriminated against, what, um, king done and queen? away with. Just the fact that you're uh, born a guy and you're still a guy, uh, even if you're gay or straight or whatever, um, that that now that is de rigueur or a bad thing. Of course, that'll happen. Okay, why why are they taking him away? I just read you the damn. No, thing. no, I don't, no. It's, but let's no, break it down. No. They're taking them away because it paints people in a corner, even though that's what you are. But what they're also taking away is they're taking away fun memories. Uh, maybe somebody didn't go to prom, but most of the kids I know went to prom. We had a great meal. We had a fun night. It was great at the dance, and I'm it's glad a great you got memory. The food in. Yep. But you had to take her to the dance. That's yep. that's my bad one. That's yep. one bad mistake. Um, so I mean, that's what they're they're removing something positive for so many students as a result of hey remember in prom when uh, we did the bingo or limbo or here's, whatever the hell it is here I, I can't find the story to back me up here's why I'm worried and here's why I, I asked I found it over the weekend and of course now I can't find it now and I read a story and I don't know if it's true uh, or made up uh, but evidently a doctor got fired for calling a newborn baby girl a girl. I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I wasn't this, how dreaming. How is this possible? No. That's what uh, that exactly. That's what I said, Matt. How is this possible? And uh, what the hell? Gosh. And, and are we reaching the point where you come out of the womb with uh, Jimmy Johns and you, what are you supposed to be? I can take this to. to a, I can take this to a darker place. I don't like to, but I feel I owe it to you. I owe it to you. Everything that we hold sacred in terms of structure and tradition will change. For example, the practice of medicine. How can, yeah. it how can it possibly survive that kind of scrutiny where a doctor gets fired for calling an infant a girl? <laughs> what, right. what, what is going to happen to the quality of doctors? We're already seeing it's happening to the quality of the legal profession. What's it doing to law enforcement? Right. What's it doing to politics? Right. We've already seen that the academy's failed, miserably right. failed. And this isn't to say that you shouldn't have the rights that you're owed if you are, in fact, transgender. I, that's not what I'm saying. I know. You, you deserve your rights, absolutely. We don't like want any kid to us. be bullied in school. The, I the hate same bullying. Thing, yeah, it's the same thing with racism. Everybody deserves a, a level playing field, equal rights. But the fact, and, and I really hope this story is false, and I wish I would have saved it, it just seems so outrageous to me 
for calling a newborn girl a girl. It's happening in corporations. The, the, the structure and integrity of the corporations is, uh, is leaning to serving progressive goals. Okay, I found it. Yep. Go ahead. Just looking right um, and he wasn't fired. Oh, God, it just went away. Damn it. Hold on. Give me a second. Uh, here's the quote. A doctor recently delivered a baby. He said it was a girl, and he was accused of transphobia. Um, By who? Right. A member of the British House of Lords says some health care providers have lost their jobs over false accusations of transphobia. Oh, you know where I saw it? Mm. Andy, no. Oh. And well, it's not that I don't like Andy, no. It's just that Andy has, a, has an agenda. And I try to avoid people that have agendas. All right. Very good. Oh, f- uh, doctor got fired. Um, oh, go ahead. And his source I'm clicking on is, um, oh, my God, the Internet just sucks so bad. Thepostmillennial.com, whatever that is. Rook, tell me about a candle I need to have. A candle uh, <clears throat> that you should keep in uh, one of those safes that Kenny's talking about, right next to the seafoam. Liberty. You would want to go with a candle that you could put right in the mantle, right in the garage, and it smells like the garage. It is the Cylinder Index Candle from Spiralite Candles, spiralitecandles.com. You want to get a candle just like I did. My wife has it in her possession. It's right on her desk next to her computer. It's a it's Spiralite candle that burns in a circle. It's fun to look at. The uh, the wax then falls in, and you've got a wick right there. They've got great scents. I want to make sure that you check out their website because they have brand new scents this year. And you know what? Valentine's Day uh, might be too late. But remember last week we were talking about the peonies mm-hmm. or the peonies? What if I want to keep burning boring candles? You can't. You can't. Okay. I ban you from burning boring <laughs> candles. You must go with spiralightcandles.com. Family-run business. They are garage logicians, and it's really easy to order the cylinder index candle. You go to spiralightcandles.com, go all the way to the bottom, click on the GL icon, and you're on your way to a wonderful-smelling cylinder index candle. Spiralightcandles.com. The St. Thomas women's basketball team continues to battle through its first year in Division I hoops. The Tommies take on the best of the Summit League, South Dakota on Thursday and South Dakota State on Saturday. Come and see the Tommies women's hoops. They will play hard, work together, and challenge the visitors from South Dakota. Tickets are only 5 bucks. Buy your tickets at TommySports.com. Truth, Justice, and the Souterrain. Quiz time. How long has ProTurf been with Kenny Olson and Garage Logic? Decades. Hubbard Broadcasting. Wrong, Chris. Forever is the the answer. Uh, ProTurf has been around forever. They're the ones responsible for giving all of us the best lawns on their block. And you know what? They're going to give you an opportunity to succeed with them. They continue to grow, um, and they need some more employees. If you have experience in the industry... Turf applications, uh, landscape, horticulture, garage, uh, golf course work. You know, my kid has all of those qualifications. He should call Dave. Uh, If you have those qualifications, you should call Dave. Uh, But here's the great thing about, uh, and Dave, by the way, the owner, um, 
Uh, it's a year-round work. This isn't just a part-time thing, and they're going to kick you to the curb in the fall. It's 12 months out of the year, full benefits, flexible hours. You work on your own. You're independent, paid vacation, paid holidays, 401K, hiring bonus, production bonuses. You're going to make the coin, and you're going to be happy, and you're going to be left alone. Most of ProTurf staff, they own a bonus every two weeks. You just got to work for it, man. Uh, like I said, 12-month compens- compensation. 70% of the current team have been with them for over 10 years. Ooh. That is awesome. A couple of ways to apply. You can apply online, professionalturf.com. You can uh, hit up indeed.com, or you can call the office, 952-469-8680, for a great job with Pro. Chris, yep. you're not qualified. No, friend. I'm sorry. I, I told you that last week. We have a bit of breaking news in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has said moments ago that he has been informed that Russia will attack on Wednesday. Oh, wonderful. That's very polite of them to give them a head start, huh? Yeah, that normally does Very on Russia. The comments uh, made an address to his nation come amid heightened tensions between, okay, we all know that. Russia has amassed more than 100,000 troops near the Ukrainian border. The troop buildup has raised concern among the U.S. and NATO allies that Russia is planning a military incursion. Oh, my goodness. So Wednesday looks like it's the day, Mr. Mayor. I just lost my... Uh, you got her? Sorry, I didn't mean to... Pencil? Deal here. Eraser? Your mouse? I got uh, it. Back. Swimsuit area? I got it. Okay. Uh, Bert uh, writes, uh, as an avid bicyclist, he wants us to know he's opposed to bike lanes on Hennepin. But he notes in a postscript that it seems like Rick from Harlingen, Texas... Yeah. Was a little cagey about his background? Yeah. That was on Friday's show. Yeah. Well, Bert took the opportunity to look him up. Oh. With just Rick M. to go on, it was tricky, but apparently he was a boxer, a welterweight. Hmm. Born in Wichita, and hobbies include whittling. You're so bad. <laughs> You're so bad at doing You're not good at that. Well, how would Rick say it with a welterweight, Wichita, we, and whittling? I can't we don't impersonate know. him. I'm not really sure. I can't sure. do it either. Wichelig. from Marlins in Texas. Wichelig. Does that sound like him? He was a welterweight. Why? And he was born in Wichita. I don't know And his hobbies include whittling. Yeah. Whittling. So you sound like somebody that should be on hee-haw when you do that. He does. He really does. Well, here, if you just read the last line, that well, does, again, I can't impersonate. You could try Rick. it. I mean, maybe it would come See, off like Rick. Uh, okay, so apparently he was a boxer. He, he was a a, a welter, welterweight <laughs> born in uh, Wichita, and his hobbies include whit Whittling. He's doing That's something. Like, what are you, an old state senator? Or I'm something? trying to. I don't, I don't, a, know, I don't know how Rick talks. He's the mechanic at Super yeah. Soupy Sales Car oh, Dealership. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give me that back. Whittling. Why? I don't know why he was trying to why. find out. What Only. was his joke? Oh, he told a couple bad okay. ones. Yeah. Yeah. No, he had a good one that made me chuckle. What's the one about. Uh, Red a Bank. Packer fan, a Vikings fan, and Pamela Anderson going on a train sitting next to each other going through a tunnel. You recall that one? No. Somebody makes a kissing noise, and they get out of the tunnel, and somebody was slapped. I can't do it. Never mind. Okay. Hey. 
Appreciate it. Only. I've got some Super Dave Osborne Whoa. jokes I could tell you. No. Only. Because no. they come to us all the way from Marloth Park and Mumpumalanga, South Africa. William, on this day. Today. In 1833. Feb 4, which is. Happy Ballantyne Day. Sucker. William Watts Falwell is born in Romulus, New York. An educator and historian, Falwell would serve as the University of Minnesota's first president, help found the Minneapolis Institute of Arts, and author a four-volume history of Minnesota. He was he died in 1929. Shut up, fool! Play it again, Rivas! Happy Valentine's Day. On this day in 1850, this sounds like some fun. This yeah, was, yeah uh, let's hear it. This was for Valentine's Day, the... the uh, uh, Fort Snelling Post Band traveled to Stillwater to play for a Valentine's Day dance. I pity the fool. Keep talking about Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. This is pent up frustration. And on this day in 1852, I believe it's February 14th. Mankato, named with a variation of Makato, the Dakota word for Blue Earth River, was founded. Oh, so Mankato was founded on this day in 1852. I'm very thankful. Based they did. on a Blue Earth. River world. Thanks, sucker! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. Thank you for... No, Kenny, no, 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 no. It's Funkhauser. Plus, we have to wait for Patrick to get in here to uh, to play that one. Uh, thank you. Well, GLers, take your CI girl out for a little dinner tonight. Maybe surprise her. Buy her a swimsuit. Buy her a swimsuit, just like I did. Uh, Pat, I can't oh, wait for Pat to learn that. The one. word he's going to call what you is going to be. You, you are. Uh, I shouldn't open my mouth on that one. That's bad. That's a bad one. I, what up? Treat her right. Treat her right tonight. That's guys. right. Cha, cha it up tonight. Hey, while you're um, hanging out with your bride and you have a nice dinner, why don't you turn on the Garage Logic? YouTube page and subscribe if you haven't done so already. I'm sure I'm pretty sure what selection might be made today. I don't, I don't know 100%. Oh, but yeah. Is it? It's going to be Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, do that. Find us on Facebook, Instagram. We're all over social media. We want to increase those numbers as well. And thank you for tuning in. Check it out. Pod MN for your library of podcasts. Happy Valentine's Day.